0: It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast.
1: Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and I have my trusty cohort and co host, Brad, the dad, Fike.
0: Yes, I am the dad.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Is that professional? If I call you Brad the Dad and and uh, you know a professional. Probably setting not. Like this? I
0: mean, to some people, they probably wouldn't want to work with us because we were very casual that way.
1: <laughs> you mean my jeans and my basically hooded sweatshirt that I'm wearing to work today, and me in my full three piece suit? Not <laughs> your full three piece suit. I think we had this discussion early on when I started working here that wearing a suit doesn't make me any smarter. It really doesn't. In that fact, is a
0: true statement. It I, might
1: make me dumber because I'm getting all sweaty and I'm uncomfortable. I, I just feel like casual is the way to go.
0: A suit is an image and a control hmm. piece. You know, guys use it for their image, for one. It sure. makes me feel more self conf or more confident. And people f- sometimes fear and give more power to the guy in a suit if they're sitting there in jeans it's kind of intimidating a little bit i guess so. and it's a power play i mean you know like this hey i know what i'm talking about trust me
1: i just think about our clients that come in our office none of them dress up to see me so do they really expect me to dress up to see them most no, most I, of them would probably laugh at me if i showed up in a tie and a suit
0: oh yeah they would i remember uh, back in the late 90s early 2000s i was still wearing a suit and i had a really big client. He Every time he'd come in here, he'd go, why are you wearing a suit and tie? And I'm like, because that's what you do. He goes, you should take that off. He was a farmer, very successful farmer. And I was like, but my dad's always said I got to wear a suit. He goes, it's intimidating. I just wouldn't wear it at all. Perfect. And I go, well, maybe I should change. And it wasn't very long after that, I had that conversation with my dad and we we decided that, you know what? We don't need to wear suit and ties anymore. And that was early 2000s.
1: And look how far I've progressed it. When I started here, you weren't wearing jeans. I can tell you that. But now everyone in here. Now wears... I'm in
0: shorts and bare feet. I have and... <laughs>
1: seen you. I've had, I have seen you show up to a client meeting when you know him really well in shorts. And I have to laugh every time because I go, man, he's getting way too comfortable.
0: Well, you know, it's a casual and that's how you get close with your clients. And that's, you know, it's like being at, sitting around somewhere with them and you just Yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. I love it. And if people don't like it, then you know there's plenty of suitors out there. Yeah,
1: (laughs) there's a guy right down the road that'll sell you something to suit, man. I'll tell you right now. Well, hey, listeners, glad you're here this week. Uh, We are on our last part of our series. We've been talking about five dumb things that smart people believe, which was it was a really fun title that uh, a friend of mine said you should do a series like this. Actually, he heard this series at his church. I don't know. If uh, it's the church you go to, Brad, but it it was it was five dumb things that smart people believe. I said that would be perfect for the financial world. So we're on the last one, and the last one is, and this is something a lot of people believe. They think that they need to have a lot of money to have a good retirement, and that's it's kind of a weird one because the first question, at least when people walk in the office to talk to me, is, so how much do I need to save to retire? Whether they're twenty five or whether they're fifty five do I have enough? How much more do I need? What what does this look like? And the answer is always, it depends. But what's been your experience with people when it comes to how much do they need to retire?
0: Well, there's two camps there. First of all, there's those that have come in here with uh, 50,000. Let's just, I'm going to use some examples that maybe not be exact, but I've had people come in here many times, fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 roll over from a 401k where they worked and now they got a different job and they're going. So that will probably be my retirement money. And then you go, well, when are you going to retire? And you go through the process and you get down to where they're going to retire in 20 years. And they think that that 60,000 is going to take them to the end and get them through retirement. And so we have to have that rude awakening talk. And uh, these are people that don't want to add to it. They just think it's going to like miracle grow and uh so you have to have that reality side then you have the other side where people uh have common sense a pretty good a grip on the common sense of finances and they come in here for the first time and they're like how much should i have and your first question and yeah. you're like i don't even know you how i got do I- like two hundred fifty thousand. is that enough for me to retire on well i don't know Let's we have discuss. to go through the process <laughs> right. so these are things that happen all the time right i mean this is constant and then if you have your clients which is another category that you've worked with for a few years. You have to coach them along. And we have those discussions. Once we go through the first planning process, you know, Hey, look, this is what you're going to be able to live on. If that's not enough, then you need to keep working and pack some more away. Or if you have plenty, then you have the freedom to pull that trigger whenever you want. Right? I mean, those are just, a couple of different scenarios that we see.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think the other th- the other thing that is stuck in clients' minds and, and any investor, really, what's stuck in their mind is the traditional view of what retirement is. I work to a certain age. Once I get to that certain age, I've saved up enough money. I completely quit working. I no longer have a job. And now I live off of all the savings that I have, whether those are investments or you know, real estate, whatever you did and invested in and saved over that time. And all of a sudden you just, it's like a switch flip. I'm just, I turn off the, the working and I'm turning on retirement. And for a lot of people, that's just not reality. I, we have tons of clients who they end up quitting their full-time job that they worked at for 20, 30, 40 years only to work another job that they actually love doing and they don't really need to have a huge amount of savings that they thought they did because they're also earning some income on the side while drawing from those investments. So there's always this alternative view you kind of have to have of. This is what I tell people. It's retirement's more of an art than it is a science. Yes, the science of the math and the numbers has to work out, but the reality is you could retire a thousand different ways. And it's just the amount of being creative of saying, what can I fit into my lifestyle? What can I do with what I've already saved and what I've already done? And what can I do today that can enable me to do more down the road? But it's, it just, it's not a number. I think that's the thing you got to get out of your head. It's not a number. For most people, it's not an age. It really comes down to a lot of different multiple factors.
0: Yeah, desires is probably the most important thing. How am I going to be happy? Right. And uh, we had a conversation and you you came in later in it today, but a fellow who retired in July, 70 years old, and really wasn't ready to retire, but was, right? He's at that point. He has plenty of money. He could have retired earlier. Mm -hmm. And um, his point was he had to travel regularly to get to work and stuff. So I said, well, what are you going to do in your retirement? He says, well, I tried golfing and now I got hurt. So that didn't work. And (laughs) he goes, I really don't know what I'm going to do. He goes, I'm going to take a break for a while, but I'm thinking I might try to find a job somewhere and something that I enjoy doing. He's accountant by nature. And so I think he'll go to work. So there's a guy who really doesn't need to go to work but want something to do, right? Right. So there's one example. Mm -hmm. Then there's the other example where a guy comes in and he says, look, I hate my job. I got to shut this off. And you and I have talked about people in the past that have come in here and said, well, I don't plan on retiring for two years. And then, you know, a year later, they show up at the door and go, I quit today. And you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, our plan was another year yet. I know, but I quit. I'll work somewhere else, but I can't work at that place anymore. Right. And there's a guy who's so miserable going to work. You might as well just get out of that. And if you have enough money, it may not support you 100%, but you go get that part-time job, mowing yards or, you know, whatever you want to do that you have fun doing. I have several clients over the years that like to be starters at golf courses so they can f- golf for free right yep, i mean absolutely. it's the gig and they l- love that environment mm-hmm. so you got that guy and then you have the guy who still loves his job but is really tired of working full-time wants a little more freedom in his life and so that's where you have that discussion is what's your employer like will they allow you to work part-time because where are you going to get a better pay scale right you know for, than the guy that you work for now well or and- gal Yeah,
1: and and your experience, right? Your resume is built for whatever job you've been working for the last 10, 15, 20 years, right? So going into something like that, it's really important to make sure that if I am going to work a part-time job, if I sort of like what I do, I just don't like the time constraint of being there from 9 to 5 or, you know, 8 to 4 or whatever your your work schedule is. You just want a little more freedom. It's like, well, yeah, absolutely. Maybe they have some consulting stuff that you can jump on, some special projects where you're still getting paid a fairly good sum for your expertise, but you're not getting paid for all the hours you're not you're not working all the hours and maybe getting paid that high level but maybe you don't need that high level of pay because of what you've done and, and planned for and it's just I think people have to get that out of their mind that traditional retirement's the only way to go you, you work you put in your 30 years you get your gold watch and your pension and you're done and now you go you, you go golf or you sit on your bench and you have your routines, you get your breakfast at the same. Those, those ideas, are they're not wrong. And there are some people who will do that. But for the majority of America today, it just doesn't work anymore. There, there just isn't a setup like that with the old school kind of way. Yeah. Now, if you've uh, packed away a lot of money
0: while you're working years, uh, we have we have a lot of clients that come in here, uh, been with us for quite a few years that are retiring in their 50s some early 50s right some mid 50s and they're done they're dropping out but they have plenty of money Mm -hmm. i mean they have a lot of money and these kind of those kind of people usually are pretty responsible non-spenders you know they're not the ones out buying all the flash all the time yeah, they're saving. They've spent, you know, 30 years of their career. They're now in their mid 50s and they've worked hard and they've saved a lot of dollars. Now they could retire early. So there is that freedom, which is even better than the traditional, right? Because I'm retiring 10 years early and I don't have to go to work.
1: Yes. You
0: know, so there, it's just it's such a broad array when when we talk to people
1: of what retirement looks like that there's no way to pinpoint a number to that. So let, let's do this, and I, I didn't prep you for this, so okay. we'll let the listeners know that this is coming straight off the top of your head. This is pure All right. Brad let me, the Dad wisdom. I'm getting loosened yeah, you, up you get here. i a- get my yoga guy loosened up here a little bit. Okay, go for it. But here's my question for you. So let's say I'm a 35-year-old married person, guy or girl, doesn't matter, married person, been working for about six or seven years. I've built up maybe 100000 in my 401k what's my next step? If I, if I want to retire, let's say I want to shoot for 55, because that's a pretty early retirement for a lot of people. Let's say I want to shoot for 55. What kind of questions do I need to answer to head that direction? Is it, an, is it a number that I'm shooting for? Is it a certain amount of month that I'm supposed to be saving? I mean, where do you really start breaking something like that down?
0: Well, that's where you have to go through a process. And that process begins with trying to visualize what retirement looks like for you. It's not just, we're not talking about numbers up front. That would not, that's not important. You got a hundred grand that will come back in the play, but the discussion is, okay, you want to retire at 55. What's that going to look like for you? Just put it in words, what you have in your head, Mm -hmm. right? In your heart. And once you can get to that point, then we start whittling in the numbers. Well, how are we going to do this? How are you going to do that? Where are you going to be? Are you going to travel? Are you, I mean, all those questions. It's not a numbers com- start with. It is the emotional, the dream. It's the dream, I guess, is the, so it's to say the it.
1: purpose side of what am I really yep. trying to accomplish? Because yes. we've said this a lot on here, and I, and I was really just trying to toss you a softball so you can knock that out. You did a good job. I'll give you credit on That's that one. That's not too bad. But the, the idea here is that you have to, you have to be asking the right questions. Numbers, they're already starting off on the wrong foot you can make numbers. This is one of my favorite things. You can always make numbers work whatever way you want to. This is why the car salesman, when you walk on the lot, they ask what you want your payments to be because they know they can make that payment work somehow, somewhere. <laughs> they yeah. can fix these numbers. Same thing with retirement. If you, tell them, if you ask me, how much do I need? I could tell you a number. We could make it work, right? Um, generalized numbers or whatever off of the statistics. But the reality is for a really good, solid retirement, it has nothing to do with what your final balance in your 401k is. It's, did you get to do the things that you actually desire to do with your life you know you, did you get to travel the way you wanted to travel did you get to spend time with your kids and your grandkids the way you wanted to did you get to you know start that business you wanted to or enjoy that hobby you've always enjoyed Or are you just a person that says, I got to make sure I hit that million dollars or that $2 million or whatever it is. I got to make sure I can get $10,000 a month in income. If that's what you're shooting for, you might be real disappointed when you get to whatever your retirement age is and you get all those things accomplished, and check all the boxes and have nothing to do. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's kind of like the theory of focusing on returns, you know? Mm. So when clients focus on returns all the time, they're the emotional investor, right? They're, they're always, well, it went down this year. I lost money this year. Oh, I made that money more money this year or I made less this year and my average return isn't where I thought it would be. And those are the guys who focus on returns instead of focus on returns, focus on what the purpose of that money is and what I'm trying to accomplish with it. You may be a low risk taker, don't need massive growth, and yet still focus on returns. It's it's an emotional drive. yeah. And so same thing with retirement. I'm focusing on my numbers, but I'm not focusing on how happy I'm going to be. You could retire with millions of dollars and be the most unhappy person in the world because you didn't focus on what was important for you. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, I think one of our famous stories that we tell a lot to other clients, and, and I think we've mentioned a few times on here, is we have a client who is a farmer, was a farmer, had a huge farm, lived the farmer's lifestyle, which is a very busy and, and hardworking lifestyle. And then when they were done to hang it up, sold the farm, sold off all the property, all the responsibilities, built a dream house, and then all of a sudden say, well, now what? I used to work all day long to you know keep everything up and running. Now I have nothing to work for. I, and all of a sudden, now you start to see they have tons and tons of money, more than what they're going to need in their lifetime. But the question is, am I really happy with how I did all this? Do I want to go back to the farm? Well, probably not. But what do I go to next? And there wasn't any real thought process for that person. I mean, they came to us really post, once they got the large lump sum of money with, without having that discussion, it's more now of, well, I kind of wish I would have thought this one through and had more plans because we're running out of stuff to do with all this stuff that we have access to now. Right. And then he starts dabbling
0: in things that he shouldn't dabble in Mm -hmm. and lost some money, and so we had to kind of guide him back in the right frame. But that's what happens when you're bored. You get caught up in trying to find something to do, and if you got a little taste of greed in you, you want to, well, buy some property and flip it, and if that's not your deal, not specialty, uh, good chance you're not going to make a, yeah. a lot of money. So, you know, stay in your lane kind right. of word. Right. But anyhow, that happens a lot.
1: Yeah, I get what you're it saying. It does. And it, it's tough. So I think the, the real breakdown of this one, because um, I think this is going to end up being a pretty short episode for us, just because it really comes down to not so much talking about how much do I need or what numbers need to meet what criteria. It comes down to, well, what do you want your retirement to look like and how can we get there? Does it mean that you work a part-time job or you start your own side business or you, know, you work full-time to a certain age and then you change career paths, whatever that is? It comes down to what is my purpose and what am I really trying to accomplish? And then we make the money work for you. We use that as the tool to accomplish what you're trying to get. Rather than say, setting your goals around a certain dollar number, um, you're setting your goals around what you actually care about the most.
0: Yeah, and I've said this to many, many a client over the years is don't shut off the golden goose that's laying the golden egg. Don't shut that off till you know exactly what you want to do once you shut that off. And that is, if it's your business or your great career job that you've had, you don't want to shut that off because you can't go back and turn it back on. You have to go start something new or a different job somewhere else, or that employer might rehire you, but probably going to think twice about it or maybe not the same pay scale. But once you have that golden egg being laid on a regular basis, it kind of after a while you're like, "Okay, I'm tired of this and I got plenty of money. I'm just going to retire." And then once you retire, you're like, "Oh man, I should have never sold that business or I shouldn't mm-hmm. have quit there. You know, I can't get back in or you know, I can't go and buy that business back i could but i'm gonna pay more than what i probably sold it for so now i gotta start something else unhappiness settles in right because i i i I walked away from the the golden goose Mm -hmm. and so the thing is think about that before you pull the trigger and we've had many and many of regrets in that sense that farmer was that he gave up the golden goose Mm -hmm. was the farm operation was a profitable operation it was a massive operation but then once he retired he was like, Now what do I, I you know, I don't know what to do and right. I can't go back and buy that farm. Those millions of dollars are in my account and they're, you know I'm, I'm going to spend way more now
1: to get right? everything back right yeah, yeah. and you, you really do have to think that stuff through it's not something that you just willy nilly you know accidentally trip into retirement there right. really is a lot of stuff to think through which is why you should have an advisor and if you aren't already connected to an advisor you can connect with us our website www.fikeadvisors.com there's a schedule now button in the top right corner I actually just had somebody click that button someone I've never met before click that button today and schedule an appointment Appointment for Thursday, over the phone, he lives out of state. It's th- Those are the types of things we're talking about here. We are willing to sit down and discuss. It doesn't cost you anything other than your time in that first appointment. It's complimentary to you. What we really want to do is have you click that button, schedule now, get on the phone with us or come into our office, and let's see if we can help you. Let's see if we can get that retirement plan set up for you, get a direction to go, get you an idea of what you want your retirement to look like and how long it's going to take to get there. Or maybe you're already there and you need some adjustments to make it the way you want it to be. Those are the conversations we want to have. So again, Fikeadvisors.com, click schedule. Now schedule something with me or Brad. It can be on the phone. It can be in person, whatever it is, but it's really something you can't just accidentally retire. You really need to do some planning and thinking around it to make sure that's a sustainable retirement. Yep. And I think we hit the
0: nail on the head here today. As usual, For our little world over here in Worcester, Ohio, that is that it's an emotional decision. It's gotta be thought through. You gotta have a purpose with it. There's a whole lot of components to that, things that you don't think about. And if you're not up on all those little details, uh, it makes it more difficult. So an advisor is highly recommended in all cases. And a fiduciary uh, advisor is highly recommended. And that is, a fiduciary is one who has a obligation to do what is in your best interest at all times. We're not selling for commission. We're not worried about how we're going to make our money first. We're here to take care of you and make
1: sure that you have a happy life and a happy retirement. Absolutely. Well, I think we'll end on that note. Any final thoughts you have for all of our friends who are listening? No, all I can say
0: is... Uh, happy fishing for me oh yeah it's perch season
1: up there in the lake we're going
0: walleye fishing this week oh there you go they're catching big ones
1: well i did the fall brawl time pictures of them so yep good luck fishing to you we'll we'll get the fishing report when you get back and by the way our next uh coming up here in the next couple months we have some really cool episodes i know i mentioned here over the summer that we were going to talk to a uh, CPA about some tax stuff and what might be coming on the horizons of that. We actually delayed that till November because there really hasn't been a whole lot of news out there. But things are starting to trickle in. I was just talking to uh, his name's Daniel. I was just talking to Daniel the other day. He said November would be a really good time for us to chat because I think you're going to get some more details as to what to expect out of some of these new tax laws that might be coming into play. So looking forward to some episodes about taxes coming up here at the end of the year, maybe some more conversations about some different series that Brad and I are thinking about. But definitely stay tuned this is the end of this five dumb things smart people believe series but there's a ton of stuff that you need to be thinking about if you want to retire ASAP don't forget to tell your friends about our podcast. yes well first tell your friends and then second leave us a rating and review because that actually helps us if people start searching finance and things like that if we have higher ratings and more reviews that actually helps with that little algorithm on the Apple Podcasts and Spotify and things like that so share the podcast it's obviously free takes in this case about 20 some minutes or so to listen to it it's a quick listen something that may help somebody out share it with a friend or family member and then leave us a rating or review as well hey have a good rest of your week